Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I am Jess. Ooh, I love the energy. I'm Jen. Hi, everyone. Hi. You know, I, I'm excited because, you know, we're recording and it's the end of the work week for me. And I, I've just got to, I got to shake it off, man. I got to shake it off. I mean, this is still work, but this is like the fun work, right? This is the fun work. This is the fun stuff. This is where we cut loose. We cut loose about the beauty industry. <laughs> just thinking if we have new listeners and they're like, what am I in for I right know, now? I know, I know. Gosh, I, I keep on thinking that you guys have been with us since episode one and now we're at like 200 and something. But um, anyway, for 
Um, longtime listeners, thank you for sticking with us. New listeners, which we're getting every week. It's so nice. Welcome to the Fat Mascara um, family. And welcome um, and don't get too comfortable because things are changing. They are changing. And I mean, things are changing all the time right now, especially this year. Um, we have some news, right, Jen? We do have some news. So, okay, whether you're new listener, old listener, you're used to the format of our show. But starting next week, we are going to be giving you, get ready for it, two beauty podcasts in one week. Everybody, it's amazing. I can't That's remember what crazy. week is that? I know. July, the week of July 20th. So how are we, how are we going to do this? Break it down for everyone, Okay, so, here, so here's what's going to happen, okay? We're just trying something new, guys. We're always evolving. We're always trying things that are seeing what works best. So here's what's going to be happening until further notice. On Tuesdays, we're going to be dropping an episode that's just the two of us, and it's going to be talking about the beauty trends, talking about beauty news, which is, you know, my favorite, favorite part of the show right now. Um, it comes fast and furious every week. We're going to be offering advice, answering your questions, um, shoot them at info at Fat Mascara, sharing behind the scenes look at our jobs as beauty journalists. And then on Thursdays, we're going to give you that big, juicy interview. Honestly, we felt that, like, the show was getting very dense, and it was I, like dense, oh. dense sounds like a negative word. It was jam packed. It was jam packed. It yes, was like yes. I just felt like we were like trying to like we had so much every week. It was like uh, all the news and the headlines, then uh, all your questions, then raise a wand, and then like an amazing interview with. Uh, it sounds like I'm like puffing up our own show, but like it was like we have amazing guests, and I felt like we were trying to. We were packing so much in every show, and maybe sometimes you want to come and just listen to you know, Lisa Eldridge talk, or maybe you just want to hear like, to see if your question was answered and hear your own voice on the air. So um, <laughs> it was a lot for every episode. So we thought, yeah. you know what, why don't we do just us on Tuesdays and on Thursdays is the big fat, fat mascara interview. So both shows, of course, will have a raise of one at the end. So um, stay, come and check those out. And then you know, we can just kind of air it out and we love seeing you guys. So, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch twice a week and let us know what you think of this format. Cause like I said, it is it's not no, yeah, no, nothing is, nothing is, you know, um, we flexible here. Yes. Yeah. Fat mascara. Um, exactly. So, so what's our, happening this, this week? Yeah. This is our last episode with everything all jam packed or dense as Jess said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we have our beauty headlines. <laughs> then we're going to talk about makeup removal, which weirdly, I don't think we've talked about in years on the podcast and our guest. Who's and our we guest? do it every day almost I, if you're wearing clearly. makeup, which is kind of a funny thing. So, and then our guest, oh my gosh, this is like, I feel like one of those episodes that we are all going to like geek out over after. This, we have the amazing Michelle Wong. She is a scientist and a digital creator and the force behind one of our favorite blogs. You guys may know her as Lab Muffin, and she oh. is in the virtual studio this week. You guys are going to love this episode. It, she, talk about dense. This, do, you ever <laughs> yourself, do you ever find yourself like using a word that's like very specific and you use it over and over again for like a week? I shouldn't That's, have even pointed that I, out. I do that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, if you do that, please DM me so I don't feel so alone. I found this interview quite dense with practical information. Wait, before we get into the interview, I do. I have to say, when my dad met Eric, I guess at the first night they met at dinner, Eric said the word parse. Which is, like, not a word that you say a lot in regular language. No. And, like, I just remember that week he had been saying it a bunch. I don't know if it was in some copy that he read because he's an yeah. editor. 
My dad will not let him forget it. Every time we get together, my dad like works the word parse into a conversation, which is hard to do. But it's, it's does Eric know that it's like a, like a fun oh, light joke now? Because it's my dad. So of course, the minute he says parse, then he like stops and he's like, hey, dad joke, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, 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 yeah. For the rest of his life, Eric is going to have to be dealing with the word parse. I feel like that's you and the word. Yes. Yeah. Right it, it's like in Clueless when like she's like teaches, um, tie the word like sporadically and she's like <laughs> i hope not sporadically yeah 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 like i just and then you just freeze your face like right yeah 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 oh gosh all right i'm such a geek no all right. you're not let's um, get into this dead hope show. you enjoy the yes hope you enjoy the episode talk to you guys later okay bye <laughs> Time for the news. Okay. Hit me. Great news. Great news. Out of China, they've announced plans to potentially eliminate animal testing requirements on imported ordinary cosmetics beginning in 2021. What is ordinary? Like the ordinary? Like the brand? <laughs> that was the first thing I did my research on. So I, I think it's like how we do. We have OTC drugs and not. Basically over there, if it doesn't like affect change, it's called an ordinary cosmetic. So this particular news does not is not true for hair color, skin changing products, products for children, things like that. But everything else, like a shampoo, a lipstick, as you guys know, we've talked about many times, in order to have a product sold in China, you must go through their animal testing and like three outdated, horrendous, cruel ways of testing products. Well, Horrible. Now, right. Well, the China State Council regulation is, it hasn't been approved yet, but PETA and the Humane Society International both released statements saying they are very hopeful that this is going to happen by January 2021. And that means a product can be sold there and you could just do a regular old assay test where you don't have to use animals. These are quick, effective, and they will still bring safe products to everyone in China. And it makes us very happy. Monthly PETA member here. There you go. Okay. Your donations at work. That's, that's right. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> I feel like if we we're sitting at the news counter together on television, everybody like, what's that lady doing? <laughs> I'm telling oh. you. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. Some more good future-facing knowledge. Okay. this is, I don't know if this happens elsewhere in the country, but retailers in the U.S. often lock up products to prevent theft. Yes. But the practice is actually quite racist at some stores. So some beauty supply stores, even Walmart's mm -hmm. drug stores, they lock up the black beauty products and then leave others similarly priced, similarly, I can never mm. say that word, priced products unlocked. Could there be any more shamefully racist practice? I don't mm -hmm. think there could. Yeah. But some good news, I don't know if this is for all, the, yeah, I can't say for all stores in the States, but Walmart, huge retailer, CVS yeah. and Walgreens have all announced that practice will end. They will not be putting the black beauty products under lock and key. It's it just, it's just ridiculous. It even was. I yeah. want to say, no matter where you are in the world, if you ever see something like this in a store near you, would you please like snap a pic and post it to Instagram and tag us? Because, oh yeah, that'd be good. Because that seems to ha be how you get changed these days. You know, like you, so I, I mean, I've seen this in stores and I never even, I never, I never thought about it. I think about things in a whole new way now. Of course, this should yeah. make a change. So I'm really excited about this news and I hope that it will end everywhere in the world. Okay, so pandemic is still here, in case you didn't notice. Um, but be beauty brands and salon professionals in the United States have figured out a way to bring their products to people without worrying about like the health dangers of going into a store. Trucks. Are you ready for some trucks, Jess? Wow, that's quite clever. Okay, so the first thing we spotted was baby. Like, like, like a food truck. Like, exactly, like that. I should have said. Okay. 
that's like a thing everywhere, right? Food trucks. In New York, they're huge. Yeah. But so Babe Wines started this off with offering free manicures. This was more of a marketing thing. You know, Babe Wines is the fat Jewish. They make like rosé and whatever. They don't really have a formal schedule, but they've been going around different states and doing these little trucks where you can put your little paws, as Jess would say, into the little <laughs> holes. I your paws was, and your hooves. <laughs> yeah. And get a manicure. Um so that's great. DS and Durga, one of my favorite fragrance brands, their founder uh, has been on the show. They have the fume truck coming to New York City July through September. I, I think the that's a fume truck. Like perfume, but also like. Oh, gas I get fumes. it. That's cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So they'll stock perfumes, candles. They have those little auto fragrances, different locations. Um, they ask you to wear a mask, socially distance, but they'll be able to sell to you. They'll have Love their that. hand, they'll have their fancy smelling hand sanitizer for you to use. You can text fume truck, F-U-M-E-T-R-U-C-K, to the number 24321 and find out where the truck's gonna be and go get yourself some perfume. You know, anytime I see innovation and in fragrance like this, I just, I applaud. I applaud. Well, you can also applaud Florida hairstylist Andrea DePaul. She started up a mobile salon based out of the back of a refurbished 1987 UPS truck, which she painted purple. So before, while salons were still closed, um, she's in Florida, she started driving around, giving people haircuts and stuff, but the but she's going to keep it going. She says the business idea was to cater to the elderly and immune-compromised people. So mm. she brings the salon to them, and they're the only customer in there while she's cutting hair, and it's just safer wow. all that way. The back of it's open, so it's nice airflow. I just I love the innovation in the beauty industry. Excellent, right? This is great. This is great. Okay, then in Jen's green corner... <laughs> Are we going to allow it? I'm into it. I'm into okay. it. It could be both of our green corner. Come to the green corner with me. Uh, some some good news. Alpine Beauty has pledged to become plastic neutral. I thought this was interesting because we often hear about- What does that mean? Right. Because we often hear about carbon neutral, which is where a company buys um, offsets to uh, count down the amount of carbon emissions they're putting into the, into the world. So this company or organization repurpose- is the name of it. Basically, depending on how much plastic a brand uses, they weigh that amount. And then the brand pays for that equivalent amount in weight of plastic to be removed from the oceans. Jess, you always oh, talk that's about- amazing. Yeah, you always talk about that horrible island out in the Pacific that gives you nightmares. Um, yeah, I, it's I, like I the size of a continent. I can't say that's exactly where the plastic will be removed from. But companies like Alpine, which um, has great skincare, are going to pay for these offsets so to, they'll be bringing plastic out of the environment. And then in both green and, and perfume innovation, so Jess, you should be in heaven right now, there's mm -hmm. a new brand, Florotropia, and they're disrupting the perfume world with their eco-friendly ethos. All right, so the, the perfume... I kind of love that name, Florotropia. Flor it sounds like a Disney movie or something. I love it. Oh, my God. I practiced like 10 times to say it correctly because it doesn't It's exactly like Fern Gully. Remember that yes. movie Fern Gully? Have we never talked about my love of Fern Gully? No. And Samantha Mathis voiced one of the characters. Oh, my God. This is what got me into the environment and like... Really? I, I had rainforest things all over my room. And I loved Fern Gully. We got to talk about this offline. Okay, we will. It's a 90s, it's a 90s cartoon, guys. It's, it's like an oldie but a goodie. Anyway, so Florotropy, it's a French perfume company. They use only vegan and natural materials. I do have to point that that doesn't necessarily make them eco-friendly. Some natural materials and perfumes are not sustainable. So like just saying you're a natural perfume does not mean you're eco-friendly. But yeah. here's where they revolutionize things. The packaging. The, the perfume is sold in lightweight, flexible, 
pouches. So then you can put those into like vegan leather travel sprays mm. that they sell, or you can just put them into a perfume bottle that you might already have that you just want to repurpose. Those gorgeous bottles like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't throw those out. You can put their perfumes into them. I will say, because I've done this myself, not all perfume bottles are able to be open so you can refill them. But if you do, you just rinse it with isopropyl alcohol to clear out the perfume scent and then put in your perfume refill. So I oh, love that really they're cool. they're thinking like, what do they call it? Like cradle to cradle with about eco-friendly oh, whispering? I crib know what you're to, talking. Crib to cradle, cradle cr- to cr- crib, grave. Cr- I, I I know what you're saying. Start it's to like finish. From, from start to finish. End to end. They're dense. <laughs> they're dense with eco-friendliness from end to end. Florotropia. So we'll put, I think you've said it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put links to all of this. More news on everything we just talked about on the blog. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, we have this great listener, Liana Guberman. And she recently DM'd us and she said, listen... You need to discuss makeup removal. She has not heard us talk about it yet. And we were like, we actually don't really talk about makeup remover that much. And it's crazy (laughs) because we've actually been trying more eye makeup looks because of masks. Jen's been using more eye makeup. I've been using more eye makeup. Um, I'm doing, you know, Jen too, we're doing these Zoom calls and I've been like trying to like play up my eyes more. I feel weird being on a Zoom call, by the way, with like bright red lipstick right now. Cause it's like, oh, look at you in the middle of the pandemic with bright red lipstick. That That's personally my feeling. You guys definitely keep going with the lipsticks. For me, I just feel like, like, look at, it's, it's not for you. For right me now. right now, I feel like I've got a new baby. I haven't been outside since like January one, like. <laughs> I just don't feel quite right in a in a in a red lip right now. I'm yes. So I've been playing up the eyes. Guys, keep going yeah. with the reds. Okay. I, that was not a judgment on anyone else. Do it. You're do it for do it for me. Okay. Okay. Carry the torch. Whether it's, yeah, and if it's red lipstick or eye makeup, honestly, I feel like eye makeup is always the harder to remove thing than lipstick. Yeah. And so I, I was going to share some of my favorite products, but I have to share this story. This was, okay, do you know the makeup artist, Nick Barros, fabulous makeup artist, follow him on Instagram for like daily delights of like shady shade and fabulousness. Shady. Anyway, he, he, oh, he does so many b- famous people's makeup. I can't even begin to list them all. Lots of However, blind items. Okay. So I was, it was back in the day we were, I was at Cosmo Girl. So that'll just give you an idea of how long ago RIP, RIP Cosmo Girl. Great, great and publication. And I worked with Nick a couple times. Anyway, we were on set and like every now and then, I mean, he's done my makeup since then. I've interviewed him. But like, you know, you'll play around with makeup with the makeup artist on set and I had put on something and I was taking it off with his makeup remover and I was just like wiping at my eye, you know, like wipe, 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 wipe. And he looked appalled. I feel like my whole beauty editor career has been just makeup and hair people looking at me like, whoa, settle down. So rough. Like be gentle. Like bull in China shop is me when it comes to anything beauty related. I'm like faster, quicker, just get it done and move on. And he was like, you have to, this was his tip, which I guess everybody knows, but I'm going to share it nonetheless. He's like, saturate the cotton pad with whatever product you're using. Just hold it on your eye for 10 seconds before you do anything. Just hold it there. 10 seconds is a long goddamn time. What were you doing? I'm just going to tell you. Well, I was like, wipe, wipe, no, wipe. No, I'm thinking, no. okay. He's like, you have to let the product like dissolve the color, break pigment, it down, the bonders, the whatever. He's like, if you just start wiping with your wet thing, you're going to irritate your skin. You're actually not going to get off the product as easily. I-, I don't know why I thought this was so revolutionary and genius, but like, 
He's absolutely right. But you know what? If you felt that way there, I guarantee you, I'm going to say at least this is just my like weird, like average. I don't know. This is my intuitive percentage. 20% of the people listening are like, that's what I do. Yeah. Well, because also I think or they hold it just for a couple seconds. He's like, you need a good 10 seconds at least. And like, that's a long time if you're really counting. Well, think about the hand washing. Two happy birthday songs. Two happy birthday songs. That's a long time. I think our perspective on time is a lot shorter than what we're really supposed well, to be doing. And now with the pandemic, good Lord, our perspective on time is like a flat circle. God knows what day it even is. So what kind of anyway, products do you like to use now to, to remove your eye makeup? Let's talk product. There's so many different types of makeup removers. My end all be all thing is it cannot freaking sting, mm-hmm. A. And I don't like the oily residue. I have to say, I love Almay's pads. Uh, they have like the waterproof yeah. uh, remover. They're amazing. They will take off anything. I It's the Almay Longwear and waterproof makeup remover pads. I find they can sometimes leave a little bit of residue. Some people like that though, because it's very moisturizing. So if you have like dry skin around your eyes, those are great. My two favorites have been Lancome by Facile, the bifasal that you shake first. I've always loved that yes. one. And then when Glossier's came out, I was like, this it's also kind of a biphasal where you have to shake it up to get it to work. I um I really like that one and that little tiny bottle. I don't know what's up with it. I use it very frequently. It just does not round out. It looks small. I know it looks yeah, small, but yeah. like uh, you know, I squeeze. I don't know how many drops. I saturate the little cotton pad and and hold it on there. And those are three of my personal favorites. Jess, what's your like eye makeup I was, and makeup removal? I thing? gotta tell you, like my OG OG favorite one is the Body Shop Chamomile one. I have... Is that a pad or a liquid no, that it's you put a on liquid. your own pad? It's a liquid. You're going to okay. have to put it on your own pad. It's the Chamomile Gentle Eye Makeup Remover. Again, longtime listeners of the show know that I have sensitive eyes. Um, I have had very serious eye surgery. I have allergies. I've got all of the eye things. And the Chamomile Gentle Eye Makeup Remover, I'm not suggesting that you do this, but like if you got a lot of it in your eye, like if you like squirted it into your eye like on purpose, <laughs> I don't feel that you would have a very serious, I, okay, I, I, I should, I'm going to, I'm going to go back because I don't want any, any bills sent my way. I don't want any nasty emails. I would not have a serious reaction if I did that. So, okay. <laughs> I feel like you've been this whole episode, you've been putting legal disclaimers on the Listen, end of the stuff. It's the, that times, you say. it's the times we live in. It's the times we live in. <laughs> don't send her your gynecologist guess, bill. Exactly. If you try the minty panty liners, don't send her your ophthalmologist bill okay. if you don't like this eye makeup remover. We got to be airtight these days, okay? Um, <laughs> okay. Don't squirt it directly in your eye, but that yes. works for you. It's good for sensitive eyes. If you have eyes. sensitive eyes, I think it's great. I think it's a fair price. It's not, um, it's not your drugstore one, but it's not your or, you know, department store fancy pants one. Um, and I also love that Body Shop is very, you know, well known for giving back to, um, you know, the environment and groups that mm-hmm. um, are in need of some financial support. Um, Neutrogena oil-free eye makeup remover is also a great one and it's very affordable and that's oil-free. So I know you mentioned the, um, you know, the, the make- makeup removers that can be pretty oily. If that's like yeah. something that, you know, pisses you off. You'll like that one, and it's very affordable. And is that the liquid or a, the white? It's a liquid. That... It's not a. It's not a okay. wipey wipey. Got um, it. But I totally, you know, I had forgotten about. I totally had forgotten about the Almay wipes. Those are great. Mm-hmm. I used to buy those all the time. They are oily, but I like that because I'm very dry around the eyes, 
And I've gotten a lot drier since the last time I used those Almay ones. And I think I could really use that. But I agree with Nick. You really want to press, like, not like press so you're like not pushing press, your just eye. Like, yeah, just gently, gently hold, hold, it hold, hold. I don't know. Scroll your phone. Take a deep breath. Do a mantra for 10 seconds. We could all use a mantra these days. 10 seconds. Say your mantra. Say your mantra. Say your mantra. It makes it makes all the difference. You have so much less work to do after you're done if you just give it that time to really soak in. Yeah. yeah. Think of something you so. want to say. Say an affirmation or like think about, I don't know, or just do a deep breathing exercise. That's a great time to remember something that you want to do. And then bam, throw in the garbage. Then you could just wash your face with whatever your favorite cleanser is. Yes. And then I also just like a double cleanse afterwards because I feel like lately I wear so much sunscreen that I need the double cleanse. I need the oil-based balm first, followed by like a nice foamy cleanser to really. And then I'm like super clean. And I feel like that is like half the battle for good skin. Are you a morning shower? I forget. Or night shower. I'm a whenever I'm lately it's been like whenever I can't stand my own smell shower. Catch is catch can. (laughs) Did did quarantine like take take you off a a schedule, take you off a shower schedule? Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. It used to be, well, you know what it was working from home after I stopped working at Mary Claire, like I used to shower on my, I used to shower at night, every night. And then like, so I could get up and go. And now I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need to refresh before I start the day, like get in the mindset of the office, yeah. even though I'm not going. Yeah, yeah. So I'll take a shower then. Yeah. You know, I get change you. it up. I get you. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I hope that helped you, dear listener. And you guys know where you can send questions if you have them. Info at fatmascara.com. We love your questions. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding. This was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on alomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. So our interview today is with Michelle Wong. She's a scientist. She has a PhD in chemistry. She's the digital creator. And she created the blog Lab Muffin, which we have both been fans of for a long time. We also were joining her from Australia. Guess what we found out at the very end of the interview? It's her damn birthday. Happy birthday to her. She decided to spend her morning with us. And we are so grateful for it. Michelle Wong. I can call you Michelle Wong. I don't have to call you Lab Muffin, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here with michelle thank you so much for joining us from what halfway around the world you're where are you in australia um i'm in sydney so i have so many questions as do our (laughs) listeners but first up i want to know what your background is because when i read some of your blog posts i know you're a scientist but then you seem like a therapist a psychologist a sociologist so what what like what did you study and how did you get into this business 
So I did a PhD in chemistry. I graduated in 2013, actually, which is so long ago. Um, so my PhD was in medicinal and supramolecular chemistry. So medicinal, like making making drugs and seeing how they work on the human body. And supramolecular, that one's a bit weird. It's like how chemicals interact with each other. So how like chemicals interact with like tiny receptors in your body and that sort of thing. Um, so I started my blog in 2011 when I was in the middle of my PhD and, um, during my PhD, I got into chemistry. Sorry, I got into beauty rather. I was already deep in chemistry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I got into the beauty world. I started looking up products and I realized that there was a lot of misinformation out there. So I would look up how a product worked and it would just be a really complex explanation. And I was, or it would be just wrong. And it was like, how is anyone <laughs> meant to navigate this? Um, so I started writing my own explanations and trying to explain how I understood it. And yeah, that's how I got into it. I mean, skincare is confusing. Yeah. It's really confusing. And, you know, we usually hear one person or a media outlet explain, you know, how a product works, but then the next magazine or the next blogger, you know, or the next company who says, you know, they're the product founder or they're the, you know, the brains behind it will say another thing. So how do we know who to trust? And I, I have got to put my hand up and say, we often, we often have people one week say, you know, this product is good for you or this ingredient's amazing. And then the next week, you know, we'll have somebody say like essential oils are bad. Like this happens all the time. Who, who can we trust? That's a really hard question. I think it's, it's really difficult to work out what is actually going on. So I think it's I know, I've, like... set you, I've set you up kind of unfairly because <laughs> I can't answer that question, you know, with, with a really de de declarative authority, authoritative answer, because I, I, I think everyone kind of has their own perspective and philosophy. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think the only real answer is like developing critical thinking skills like seeing information, gathering more information, and then seeing how well that fits with the rest of the information. So I think there is like one maybe shortcut. Um, I think part of it is just looking at people's qualifications and seeing where the weight of the information is. So I guess if you see like 15 dermatologists saying one thing and then two saying the other thing, then you go with the one that the first lot said. But Beyond that, it's really hard because you have even doctors out there saying completely wrong things. Yeah, it, it's a minefield. So it's not really, this is not really like a black or white issue. This is something that you have to kind of take the information that you, you've seen and sort of make your own decision. Yeah, I think it is. It, yeah. There is a lot of like trying to work out which sources are are good and reliable and which ones aren't and mm -hmm. it, it's difficult it's very difficult what do you look for when you're looking at a skincare product like what type of information do you want the company to provide what do you look for when you're looking at a skincare label what is your sort of you know tried and tested lab muffin process take us through it um so when I look at a skincare product, what I really want to see is active ingredients that can actually potentially do what the product's claiming to do. Um, so just that possibility, because sometimes that isn't even there. 
Um, I also look for positive reviews from people who have a similar skin to me. Um, if a product has unusual claims, I like to ask for information about that. And I think I'm like quite privileged in that sense because a lot of companies are willing to give me that information as long mm. as I sign an NDA. Um, but yeah, I think if there is an unusual claim, you kind of want that company to go out of their way and try to give you that information because... I mean, they have a monopoly on that claim pretty much, mm -hmm. so they should be really happy to try to prove it to you, I think. What's an example of an unusual claim? Um, so there's a sunscreen brand called Evi. I think it's pronounced Evi. I don't know. They're Swedish. Um, and one of their claims is that if you put on the sunscreen, you can let a sink in, take a shower, and you'll still have protection. Which is really weird because most sunscreens, like, you wash it off and it's gone. Um, so I actually did ask them for their information on that and they showed me some data, which was they did actually get people to put it on, wash it off, and then tested the SPF afterwards. Um, and that's not a claim that's really captured by current regulations. So I was really impressed that they actually had that data. What is your, I, you know, I have to ask you, it is, it's mm. 2020. It seems like everyone's claiming to be clean, green, mm. organic, what, you know, whatever the, the buzzword is this week. What is your take on that movement? I think it's misleading. I think it sort of, it comes from a good place. So it sort yeah. of takes our good intentions. Like we all want to use things that are good for us, that are good for the environment. But Totally then, agree. Yeah, it takes that and then it interprets it in a overly simplistic way. So theoretically, you could do that by looking just looking at the ingredients on the product and saying it doesn't have these things, therefore it's clean. And unfortunately, that's just not how reality works. So I think it's like a very tempting sort of sim simplistic way of looking at it. But yeah, I think it's just, it just becomes a marketing technique. Do we think, do you think we just like don't have the right word for it yet? You know, like, I feel like I always have a little giggle whenever we talk about clean, but do we just not have like the right word? Like the word clean just sounds mm. like so simplistic. Do we, mm. is it just a like a, a language thing or... Do brands just not know, is, is it like a naivete with brands? Like they think, okay, if we just don't use certain uh, ingredients, then it must be clean. Like, why are we still banging our heads against the wall with this topic? I think it's a mixture of those things that you just said. So I think there are some brands who do genuinely think this is how it works. But I think there are some brands who really should know better. Like they have scientists on their team. One of the organizations that really pushes the idea of clean, the Environmental Working Group, they've been around for long enough that they must have come across the basics of toxicology, like the amount makes a huge difference to how it, how your body will interact with it and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, I feel like some of it is just intentional at this point. It has to be. Intentional deception? Mm, yeah, mm. I, I feel like it has to be. Like, it's they've been around for 15 years. Surely they've yeah. heard of, like, yeah. the dose yeah. makes the poison. Yeah. yeah. Car Caroline Hirons um, talked about that a lot when we we did a... Um, well, we've had a, a podcast with her, but we did a live with her. Mm. And I know she's quite passionate about I that love topic. Her. <laughs> she is, she's, she's fantastic. We're huge, tremendous fans of her here at the pod. 
So are there any ingredients talking about, you know, no-no ingredients, um, clean or not, whatever. Uh, are there any ingredients that are just non-starters for you? Like if you see this ingredient, you just will not use that product. There are a couple. So um, MI and MCI, these are two preservatives. And it's just because I'm allergic to them. <laughs> I think there are like people who <laughs> aren't and that's fine. It's just me. Um, sometimes I actually forget to check for them and then I like react and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that explains why. But yeah, other than that, I think I, I'm pretty much willing to try whatever. Cool. So that even even if you were making an agreed, uh, a product yourself, you mm. wouldn't leave off like a paraben or mm -hmm. a particular whatever it might be. There's no like no no list for lab muffin. Not really, <laughs> unless it's like flat out illegal. Um, probably not. <laughs> right, right. How did you find out that you were allergic to those two ingredients? Did you get a test? Um, I actually haven't been tested. I should really, I should probably do that. I just put off a whole bunch of things. I should ask my doctor, which is awful. But um, yeah, I just used a whole bunch of shampoos. <laughs> and then I noticed that there was this consistent pattern um, in the shampoos that I use, yeah. which have that. Got it. Okay. She was applying the scientific method, guys. Hear that? <laughs> it wasn't just like she thought she might be. Um, okay, so a lot has been changing. The clean movement's gotten bigger. In the last month or so, though, wow, the beauty industry has had a reckoning. Um, and so we wanted to talk to you about that. Um, cl clearly, this was in the wake of George Floyd's murder and all of the protests and the reckoning that has been long overdue, in our opinion, as far as racism in the industry. Um, have I want to know, like, are there, have you noticed any changes yet with regards to that topic? Um, in the last couple of months, I've, well, I, I guess in the last couple of weeks, really, um, I've seen quite a few whitening products um, put out by the really big multinational brands um, announce changes in their messaging. So Fair and Lovely are changing to Glow and Lovely, mm -hmm. which is which is nice. Um, and of course, there's um, a lot of brands announcing that they'll be using more black influences, um, more people of color in their marketing. Um, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's hard to say whether it's just a token thing or not at this stage. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe it's a wait and see sort of situation. I do think there are some parts that haven't really been called out, like um, mass media, for example, like a lot of those really big websites, Allure, that sort of thing, they haven't really, they've stayed kind of under the radar, I think, in terms of their representation. I feel like no one's really called oh, them right. out yet <laughs> on their representation. And I think they really do. I didn't want to exclude the beauty media. Of course, it's mm. everybody. It's mm. the formulators, the brands, the influencers, mm. and of course, the media and people like us, too. Um, you did mention the skin lightening products, and I loved mm. your recent blog post mm. about this. Um, can you tell Thank us you. what you found? Though? You like looked into the yeah, you looked into the history of these products, too. Mm. You weren't just talking about the you were talking about the ingredients, but also the language. What did you did you find? Are they inherently racist and 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 doing harm to people with darker skin tones, or are there good benefits and they just have like a bad name? Where where did you sort of land on that? I think a large part of it is the products themselves have benefits, but a lot of the marketing around them, a lot of the language, and a lot of the, I guess, reasons people use them that can be harmful if it is like 
focused on whitening, lightening skin tone, the fact that lighter skin tone is better, that sort of idea. Mm. Are there still bleaching products? You know how like sometimes they're called bleaching products? Are these products that you're talking about like that? Or are these like things like, you know, niacinamide that might fade a dark spot, for example? So there's a mix. A lot of the time, the actual bleaching products, those are dangerous and those include ingredients that either are prescription only or outright banned. So for example, some of them have mercury-based ingredients. And a lot of the time, these are still illegal. They're sort of black market. They're in a lot of unregulated marketplaces. So for example, in Africa, they tend to turn up a lot more. Um, Other ingredients, hydroquinone. Hydroquinone is prescription only. And when it's used under the supervision of a dermatologist, it's perfectly fine. Um, They limit how much you use, how often you use it, how long you use it for. But when it's in unregulated products, that's where it gets really nasty. Um, People use them for way too long. Um, People use them on way too much of their body in that attempt to get a lighter skin tone. Dr. Sobel had recommended, um, you know, frequent listeners of the show might remember a week or two ago, Dr. Howard Sobel recommended a, um, it, I forget the percentage, but it was a very 2%, low percent. 2%. Maybe it's 2% um, hydroquinone. Which is um, over the counter over the here counter, in the United States. Yes, over the counter prescription cream um, that you can use on your body for discoloration. So that's not what we're talking about. Like he wasn't like, put this on your face to lighten your your face or anything. This was a, maybe this is different regulatory um, situation here in the U.S., but this was like that. We're talking about a different kind of situation here, right? Yeah. So usually in the illegal products, it's much much higher. Um, okay. I don't yeah, want people to think that I'm yeah. pushing like, the whitening cream <laughs> here on fat mascara. Mm. Like we're talking when you're saying hydroquinone creams in um, you know other markets, it really is for whitening of the skin because people have a different goal than just kind of brightening up a, a dark spot or something, right? Yeah, so these creams, they these ingredients, you can't really distinguish between lightening your overall skin tone and lightening a dark spot. Like, you can sort of try to select mm. for it, but there's no hard line between this is a brightening cream and this mm. is a skin tone lightening cream or anything like that. Um, pigment is pigment. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, like it's in the way that it's used, um, in the way, in the instructions that the cream has, that's what makes the difference between whether something is dangerous and whether something helps people with hyperpigmentation, which tends to be people of color. So -hmm. I think there is a little bit of ignorance there as well. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of these ingredients, like they sound scary if you use certain language around them, but in reality... They're ingredients that lots and lots of people with darker skin have to use if they want to even out their pigmentation. Right, right. Yeah, it's. Fu- I'm so glad this happened, by the way, because this is like a perfect example of how in the nuance of the discussion, you hear one thing and it could be wrong in one case and mm-hmm. right two weeks later in another case. Mm-hmm. And I do want to point out, it's a really good point about if you're putting on a cream to fade dark spots, it's not like you're going to get out a cotton swab and do it just on your dark spots. Mm. So the racism comes with the whole, like, my whole face was lightened and the inherent, like, thinking that that's a better thing. And I think it's Mm. a lot of the marketing, too, where it's like, you don't want to do a disservice to a woman of color who wants to, like, get rid of one dark spot on her cheek and might need these Mm. ingredients. 
Do you feel that the the brands have pushed? Do you think that these brands like started the desire for the the whitening product, like, or and the desire for the lighter skin tones, or were was it something that you know? And I, I have to be really careful about how I say this. Basically, like, did they feed into colorism, or did these brands create the colorism? Mm. I think they cr- they fed into it, they perpetuate it, but I don't think they've created it. I'm not saying that these brands are I'm not, mm. these brands are complicit. I want to be dead mm. clear about that. But uh, what I want to know is if you know, did they? I think a lot of you know, and we can talk about this with a lot of like you know the c- brands, companies, capitalism have created mm-hmm. a lot of problems and created a lot of. Um, <laughs> unhealthy habits and 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 values and i'm curious if this is one of those cases and if you don't want to comment on that that's okay you know i think a lot of the time um colorism has come come about well before like mass marketing and well before these brands existed well before even these products existed so for example in east asia a lot of it came from the fact that if you were richer you didn't have to work in the fields so you wouldn't get tanned um in india it comes from the idea of caste it comes from british colonialism um which mostly predates like where this whole mass beauty market is so yeah I think it's more of a case of them perpetuating it to get more customers rather than them really creating a need out of nothing understood thank you you recently wrote about how confirmation bias affects how we decide to buy products and whether or not they work and if we should keep using them. Can you tell, explain why that is? I think this is very interesting. I've heard of confirmation bias, but can you explain to our listeners a little bit more about what that means and how we should be aware of it? So confirmation bias is pretty much humans just have a tendency to see what we want to see, see what we expect to see. We kind of ignore any information that Mm. isn't there. So, for example, if you think, um, I don't know, Dove products always work for me, then every time you use a Dove product and it doesn't work, you kind of just conveniently forget that. And it's actually really hard to stop yourself (laughs) from doing that because it's just part of who we are. We like patterns. We like spotting these patterns and like feeding, like we tend to select information that feeds into our personal narrative. Um, So yeah, so if you expect something to work, you will see that it's, you will see it working. This happens more with some products as well. So for example, if you buy an expensive product, there's something called post-purchase rationalization. Um, You don't want to feel like you got duped. No one does. So you're more likely to see an expensive product working and ignore the fact that it might not be working as well. Um, This also happens when you're looking for information. So if you Google, um, let's say, I don't know, hydroquinone is dangerous. Um, You are going to get search results that tell you hydroquinone is dangerous and you will like smile and nod and then you'll like scroll quickly past the ones where it says it's not. Um, So I think it's just you have to try to catch yourself in these habits and think about, what I'm what I'm expecting to see. And if I see that, maybe I should purposely search for information that um, is against my beliefs and then try to make a more objective assessment of it. 
Interesting. That I think that applies to so much of everything in life, really. <laughs> um, and then what about user reviews? I think this this really connects to everything what you're saying. I, I like to look for reviews that say, this is great after I bought the product. <laughs> Do they serve a purpose besides making me feel better? I think they definitely have a purpose. Um, probably a bit more of a purpose before you actually buy the product and try it. Um, I think, yeah, most products just aren't tested in proper scientific trials, like the vast majority of them aren't. And so before you buy something, you do want to have an idea of whether or not it's likely to work. And you can't really tell that from just like, I guess, so-called scientific methods, like looking at the ingredients list. It's sort of like you look at a cake and it's got an ingredients list. All cakes have pretty much the same ingredients list, but not all of them are good. So yeah, I think Mm. (laughs) it's really useful to have reviews. Um, I think it is good to watch out for things like fake reviews. Um, So yeah, there's been a couple of scandals lately where certain companies have bought people to review their product on big sites. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's good to be aware that that exists. Do you have like a method for like, oh, that's a fake review? Like when you're looking at reviews as a scientist? Um, I guess I mostly Help try us to with our critical for... thinking <laughs> I try to look for like really detailed reviews. Um, and I try to look at like, a lot of the time you can look at the user profile and see how many other reviews they've done. And so if they've done more reviews on lots of different brands, then they're a bit more trustworthy. Um, also, if it's like a blogger or someone, if it's someone who has done lots of reviews in the past and they have like a range of opinions, they don't just say everything is amazing, then I tend to trust that more as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then before we wrap up, what do you think, like, just as a general rule, what what can we be doing to be better consumers? What should, you know, how can we better evaluate products as we look and, and buy them? I think in general, people need to use less products. I think there is the big thing where <laughs> in beauty, we tend to just hop on the train and get swept away and try to buy everything and then try everything. But I think it's good to remember that your skin, especially in skincare, makeup is a completely different story. Um, Your skin has evolved over thousands of years, millions of years to Mm -hmm. look after itself. And so sometimes a lot of people are doing too much. And I've talked to a lot of dermatologists who um, are also a little bit worried about this. We, We tend to just try to do too much to our skin. And yeah, like skin largely likes to be left alone. Of course, Everyone has different levels of problematic skin, but a lot of the time I feel like we're bringing on these problems ourselves by trying too many things, using too many things at once, using too many irritating things as well, because we kind of tend to feel like irritating things are more powerful. Yeah, so I think maybe like pause your routine every once in a while and cut it back and see how your skin reacts to that. And maybe you don't need all of these expensive things. I think that's probably a relief to some people listening to this. But on that note, I still want to know what you use. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking. There's products behind you on the shelf. So what what are some (laughs) everyday, like, go-tos for skincare? I I feel like a lot of the time I'm trying out products and then I don't want to like endorse them yet because I haven't tried them out properly and I'm trying so many different things. And like, I know that's exactly the opposite of what I just said. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I, I'm a reviewer. I'm meant to review things. Um, so I think the two 
the one product that has been in my routine for about 10 years is Paula's Choice 2% BHA liquid. Um, amazing salicylic acid product. I have acne prone, oily skin, so it's perfect for me. And I don't think it's really been beaten, which is amazing because it's been around for 10 years and it's still like, I think the best salicylic acid product on the market that I've ever tried. Um, products that I really like at the moment, um, the Then I Met You Living Cleansing Balm. So this is oh, um, yeah. Charlotte Cho's one. Oh, it's, it's such a gorgeous product. It's real, it works really well. And it's, it's like got enough of a smell that it feels like a luxury sort of experience, but it's also not enough that it irritates my skin at least. I like that balm. It's a good one. Okay. So before we let you go and start your day, since it's tomorrow there in Australia, we do this like five questions with all of our guests, a quickie round at the end of our interviews, just fun. Um, are you ready for it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't be scared. So what was the first beauty product that you fell in love with? Rosehip oil. Yeah. Pure, not a brand, just like straight off the um, bush? Honestly, I feel like they're all pretty similar. It's just any of the ones that are kind of orange and smell a little bit funky. They all tend to work pretty much the same on my skin. They make me glow. Love them. Okay, so who's a celebrity you just know that you would be best friends with? Oh, it's really hard. I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race lately. Um, <laughs> so I think probably the drag queen Alaska. I feel like I feel like she's <laughs> she's pretty good. <laughs> You guys would be buddies. Okay, so what's your favorite indulgent snack? Um, I'm pretty disgusting. So, um, <laughs> you know that garlic dip called tomb? It's like, it's Lebanese, I think. And it's literally just, they put garlic and oil into a blender and it turns into this like amazing mm, frothy. Sounds great. Yeah, my breath smells awful for like three days afterwards, but I will eat that with a spoon. <laughs> that sounds real good. Oh my God, even better with some crusty bread. Okay, what's a song that pumps you up when you need energy? Um, I'm like a really timid driver. So when I drive, I listen to like really aggressive music to make myself drive like a normal person. So um, I, I've been listening to um, Wiley, who's like this British grime artist. Um, I know he sings a lot about being awesome and that apparently makes me drive better. Yeah, so Pattern Up Properly by Wiley, really good banger. That's really funny. She's like, I'm going to make this left turn. Woo. <laughs> okay. So um, what do you want to raise a wand to? That's what we do at the end of every podcast when we're excited about something, anything. So we raise a wand. Um, nice linen sheets. I think it's because like I'm like in my 30s mm, it's nice. now. It's actually my birthday today. Um, so, Happy birthday. <gasps> thank you. Happy um, yeah, birthday. I'm, I'm, I'm 33, so like I, I get really excited about sheets now. Um, nice, a nice set of linen sheets. <laughs> That's Aww. adulthood, right? Yeah, it, it's nice. It's nice. No, but for the <laughs> summer, so good. Yeah, I think like my whole life, I just haven't, I've always bought the cheapest sheets and now I'm like, I'm an adult. I Level should up. allow myself. Yeah, exactly. Level up. I love it. You should. Okay, we're going to let you go because you don't want to be talking to us on your 33rd birthday. You should go celebrate. Have, have, have some of that garlic dip and enjoy yep. your birthday. Definitely. Thank you.
What an amazing interview. Michelle was everything I'm everything I thought she should be. Did you love it? Love. So smart. So I, smart. You, know, you meet when you meet the people behind products and like blogs that you like, I, I kind of fangirled a little bit. But it's time for Raise a Wand. We have a listener raise a wand. And this is why I love our listeners. They're just so plugged in. She also has something to add to this conversation that we talked about with Michelle about skin lightening products. So take it away, Vish. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jess. My name is Vish Gupta. I'm calling from California. I'm a longtime listener of the show. I love listening to you guys on my commute. And now you guys are helping me get through COVID. So thank you very much. I wanted to talk about a topic that you brought up in your last podcast, which was skin lightening products, particularly in um, the Asian markets. And I wanted to talk a little bit more about the fact that you mentioned that some of these brands were claiming that their products had been misinterpreted. There was miscommunication about what these products really did. And as somebody who, you know, was born in India and received a lot of marketing from a really young age about skin lightening products, I don't think it's fair for brands to claim that, oh, you know, our product was not meant to do this. It was a miscommunication. I think these brands owe it to consumers to do the market research in every single one of their markets. And growing up, every summer when I would go to India to visit, I was handed, you know, tubes of skin lightening creams, and I was praised when these creams would work on my skin. No idea what they did, you know, to my health and the health of my skin. But as somebody who really, you know, had this lifelong um, struggle of feeling beautiful because of these brands and how they marketed um, to the Indian population, I just think that we cannot give brands like this a free pass. Um especially in places like India where there's a caste system where, you know, people are judged based on the color of their skin. It affects their ability to get jobs and things like that. Um, so anyways, I look forward. I know you guys mentioned there was going to be further um, talk with an expert on the topic. I'm really looking forward to that episode, but I just wanted to share my thoughts with you. And finally, I did want to raise a wand uh, to a product that's been really something I've used for many years, um, which is the Births and Bees Almond and Milk Hand Cream. I know a lot of us are using more body care products, and this is one I've been using for many years. I've gone through like 20 jars of this stuff. So I highly recommend the Births and Bees Almond and Milk Hand Cream for your hands and feet uh, during stay at home. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you to Vish. And that is an excellent point she made. You know, Michelle sort of like touched upon this in her interview a bit. Um, but I just feel like Vish really drove it home, especially with her personal experience. Skin lightening products, it's not just an issue of them having the wrong name or the chicken or the egg thing we talked about. Like, even if that they are mislabeled, the issue is that these companies are marketing these these products and that perpetuates colorism and racism. And she's just said it beautifully. And I love that we could sort of have like, I kind of wish our listeners were in the room with the interview sometimes. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that? I, I mean, sometimes I wish that we, I know that we're not going to do this anytime like a group, soon, but like, like, I know I'm like, maybe we could do like a big, big Zoom, like a yeah, live. Yeah, like, like questions from the audience kind of thing. Yes. Uh, I, we've got to figure that out one day. One day. Okay. I mean, we often get like questions from listeners and bring them to the guests. But like, oh, the back and forth, I just, I just, it really adds to this conversation, which clearly needs to continue. Um, So thank you, Vish. And thank you for your raise a wand. I will point out it's almond once again. So Jess Matlin is going to have to stay away from this Everything one, good is allergy. almond. Everything good is almond. Okay. I know that that lotion, though, it does smell delicious. So. 
All right. What's your razor okay, wand? I'm raising. I did a last minute switcheroo on the razor wand. I told you it was going to be one thing, but I'm going to hold off on that. That's going to be my mystery razor wand. So I'll tell you what that is another time. I'm going to go okay. for a moisturizing product, guys. I am very okay. into a lot of you have been talking about in the Facebook, the, fa- the the private Facebook fan group. If you're not a member, head over to um, our um, blog. There are lots of links that will sh- t- lead you over there to the private Facebook fan group. Um, God, say that a million times. Private Facebook fan group. Um, what <laughs> is a great summertime body moisturizer? Because we don't want to do the body butter. Sometimes they're new, they're too heavy. Oh, we got to get rid of the creaminess this time of right. year. Yes. We, what do you, we want what something do you like? lightweight that we can just, you know, put it on and go. I love the Moroccan oil body oil. And I know what you may be saying. Moroccan oil, guys, you know, they, they make hair products. They make body products too, Jess. They do. <laughs> this is a bit of a splurge item. I'm just going to be honest with you. The, the, is this the dry oil body spray? Is that is what you're talking about? It is the dry body oil I spray. know exactly what you're talking it smells about. smells great. If you like the Moroccan oil scent, um, they have a signature scent. You're going to love the dry body oil. It has uh, lots of fatty acids. It has olive oils, avocado oils. You spray. It absorbs very quickly. Um, I go it pretty does. crazy with it. I put a lot of it on, but it go- dries super quickly. Um, and I think it smells kind of sensual. Oh yeah. It's a it's sexy, a sexy scent. scent. Um, I love to put it on my it's knees, a- my elbows, back of my arms, and then, um, you know, I'm free to go. I love that. I want to have someone on someday to explain to us what a dry oil is because they really are different. They're like so quick absorbing, yeah, right? Yeah. There's probably like some silicones and some sort of stuff in there to help. Okay. I am raising a wand to an Arnica capsule that my dermatologist Heidi Waldorf gives to me when she does when she does me with the Botox and the filler, which I just went to her office to get um, that for the first time in like six months. And she always gives me these Arnica capsules and I never get bruising. And I just was looking into them and they're amazing. They're called Sinechi, S-I-N-E-C-C-H-I. And a lot of doctor's offices sell them. And there's also, I found them online. So it was like 14 bucks for like six capsules. You guys, if you're doing a home project, something around the house, you fall, you fall, you get a bruise. Like you ever feel like you're, I feel like this happens to all my girlfriends all the time. Like, or you have a baby and like you're playing with the kids and like the older you get, the bigger and crazier your bruises yeah, get. They, they it's last, just insane. They, 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 they stick around and for a long time. And they last because we've got that slow circulation. Listen, if you're over 20 with a bruise, I highly recommend these Arnica capsules. Um, an herbal supplement, so talk to your doctor. But I think even more than topical Arnica, this like helps your body process the bruise and get it moving along in a quicker way so or prevent bruising in general so if you're going in for like a procedure or you're about to like i don't know go play soccer with your kids <laughs> take some arnica love that it that was a random example no, i love it <laughs> no but it makes sense it makes sense okay raise a wand that's it we'll see you next week twice love it Thanks for listening. Our show is produced by Atwill Media. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fat Mascara. Go to fatmascara.com to get a link to our private Facebook group and hit us up. If you have a beauty question, you can send it to us at info at fatmascara.com. We'd love if you send us a voice memo. We also want to hear your razor wands. Send those to the same address, info at fatmascara.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Just throw us some stars.
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Hyacera is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.